chapter 23. And when they were singing that psalm, they came across a verse that they chose to take a phrase from the verse and make that the, the title of the song. My cups runneth over. My cup runneth over. The Bible says in that verse, listen to this, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runs over. What an amazing verse. That verse speaks of a personal revival available in everyone's life. Think about it for just a moment. My. It's my cup. It's something that God wants to do for me. He wants my cup to run over. What God is saying here is this. That revival is being absolutely filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit of God. And that's what God wants for all of us. He wants us to experience this filling to overflowing. That's what he meant. But how does it happen? And, And why does it happen? Well, in order for us to answer those two questions, we've got to look at the background of the verse. So let's go back. It says... It says in that first part that thou hast prepared a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou hast prepared a table for me. Wow, it's personal again. Who sets the table? Somebody is setting a table here. Well, let me ask you a question. Who sets the table at your house? You do. And why do you set the table at your house? You set it because you want to honor the person who is coming over. For instance, yesterday we had a special birthday party for my daughter, her sweet 16 birthday party. And we invited 40 or 50 people over, and we set the table. Her, her favorite thing is donuts. And so we took all kinds of donuts, and we set this gorgeous table. And when she walked in and found, to her surprise, that that table was set in honor of her. Jesus says here that he is setting a table in honor of us. He loves us so much that he's prepared a table for me. Why did he do that? So I could be strengthened. God gives us this table prepared for us with food to fill us. What kind of food? Well, from Genesis to Revelation, there's enough food in between those two chapters to fill any person's life for a lifetime. God wants to strengthen us through his word. So he sets a table. Secondly, it says here that he's anointed our head with oil. So the first thing is he's prepared a table. The second thing is he's anointed our heads with oil. We've been anointed. We have been anointed. This speaks of a constant refreshing. There's something refreshing about an anointing. And God wants to constantly do this for us. He says in the book of Psalm chapter 92 and verse 10, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. You know, I like things to be fresh. I don't know about you, but this morning when I woke up, I poured that first hot cup of fresh coffee. Don't you love the smell of coffee when it's brewing? Can I tell you, there's nothing worse than a cup of coffee that ain't fresh. If it's been sitting there in the pot for about five hours and it's still hot, don't drink it. When I go to restaurants, I always ask for a cup of coffee. And here's what I say every time, without fail. If you've ever been with me, you've heard me say, hey, I'm willing to wait for a fresh one. A fresh one. You see, I want things to be fresh. And God says, I want to give you something fresh every day. I want to fill your cup every day with something new, something fresh. And then he goes on to say in Psalm 45, verse 7, God has anointed me with the oil of gladness. What God is saying here is there should be a refreshing, sweet aroma about serving the Lord. God wants to give us something new and fresh. It never gets old serving the Lord. 
just sweeter and better and more real. That's the truth, too. You know, I, I, I love our church here. I've, I've been pastoring for 25 years. And can I tell you, after 25 years, we've had hard times. We've had tough times. We've had struggles. But it gets better. It gets more real. It gets sweeter as the days go by. That's just what serving the Lord's all about. I love it. This week, I took my son on a little date. Many of you know that, that, that I date my children once a month to stay close to them. And so we went on a date. Me and Joe, it was Joe, our worship leader. And we go to this restaurant. We walk in. And as soon as we walk in, the waiter, the, 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 the guy that's sitting uh, you, to your tables, he says, Are you Pastor Capace? I felt like a celebrity. I thought, well, yeah. He said, I knew it. I heard you preach one time, and I, I, I can't remember what you preached. i got to remember, man, it was a good sermon. I, I really liked it. It just it was a while back. I can't remember the, the sermon. And I said, well, it's okay. He said, but I knew it was you. He said, did you come here to eat tonight? I said, sure. So he sat us down next to a couple in this nice restaurant, and he began a service. And a little while into the meal, he brought with him some money. And he said to me in this table next to me, he said, listen, did anybody lose some money? I found some money around these tables. And I quickly said, you know, I don't think it was me. I didn't really bring cash. So I'm sure it had to be this table. And the man said, you know, I do think I went to get my phone out of my pocket. And when I took it out, I dropped some cash. He said, yeah, maybe it is mine. And, and then 10, 15 minutes went by and that couple got up to leave. And they walked over to our table and he said, sir, excuse me, I'd like to give you $20. And I went, what for? He said, for your honesty. He said, you know, I got to think. And I told my wife after I heard you say it probably wasn't you, it was them. Most people probably would have kind of maybe thought, you know, this is my chance to get some money. But you were honest. And I just want to thank you by giving you this $20. And you don't have to give me that. He said, well, then give it to the waiter. I said, okay, I'll do it. And so then, he, and then I said, you know, it might help you to know I'm a pastor. He said, you're a pastor. He said, you know, my wife and I have been looking for a church. I said, well, I'd love for you to come. And then she spoke up and she said, well, the problem is, and he was covered from head to toe in tattoos. said, you know, we go to churches and people kind of look at us funny. So we just, we have a hard time going. I said, I'll tell you what, you come to Gospel Life Baptist Church. You can have 17 nose rings, purple hair, tattoos from head to toe. And we all just glad you're there. And I said, just so you, just so you know, I also said this. And if anybody looks at you funny, you tell them the pastor said they're dumb. He said, man. I guess there's no such thing as a coincidence. We dropped that money so we could meet you and find out you were a pastor. And here we needed to get back in church. How beautiful is that? About that time, the waiter comes up. I remember the sermon. He was so excited. He started preaching the sermon that he heard. You can ask Joe. It was incredible. Joe says, I remember that sermon too, Dad. But he remembers it more than I do. We had a revival in that restaurant. But the funny thing is, is Joe and I tried to go to three other restaurants and they were all closed. That was the fourth restaurant we went to. You see, God has a plan. You just got to wake up and let him fill your cup to overflowing. And then he has a plan to, to fulfill that. Listen, he says, first of all, I've got a table set for you. Second of all, I want to give you something fresh. Why does he want to do that? So our cups, number three, can run over. You see, when Jesus gives, he gives freely. God is not a stingy God. God is not stingy. God does not hold back. When God blesses, he blesses big time. You see, you can't measure God's blessings. That's why he said in John chapter 10 and verse 10 that I have come to give you life. Boy, if it ended right there, it wouldn't be right. It just wouldn't be. I've come to give you life. Well, that's nice. But what about this? And, and that you might have it abundantly. I don't, I don't want to just give you life. I want to give it to you so good it blows your mind. 
I want your cup to run over. You see, God does not just add years to your life. He adds life to your years. Too many of us are thinking the best thing to do is just be to live old. Ain't nothing worse than an old grumpy person. The older you get, the grumpy you get. You ain't got what I got. The older I get, the more excited I get, the more thrilled I am to be alive another day. I want God to give me life as I grow older. And I'm thankful for the life he's given me as my cup begins to run over. It's all throughout the Bible. When Jesus fed the 5,000, after he fed them, there were 12 basketfuls left. My cup runneth over. When God speaks about giving peace, he doesn't just say, I'll give you peace. He said, I'll give you a peace that passeth all understanding. My cup runs over. When God says, I'll give you joy, he doesn't just say, I'll give you joy. He says, I'll give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. My cups run over. You see, you can't measure God's blessings. But there's only one thing that prevents his filling. The only thing that prevents the filling of your cup to overflowing is sin. God can't fill a dirty cup. And so we come to this place in our lives where we must let Jesus clean us with his precious blood. That's what the gospel is all about. It begins with the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And as he cleans our cups, he begins to fill them to overflowing with his spirit. So how do we know when sin has come into our cups? Here's how we know. Colossians 3.15. It's beautiful. It says this, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. When you begin to feel a lack of peace in your life, more than likely sin is creeping in. So the word rule means this. Rule means referee. What does a referee do? A referee does this. If you're watching the NBA playoffs like I am, you'll notice that there's referees on the court and they every now and then they do what they they blow a whistle. And every time they blow a whistle, it means somebody did something wrong. Somebody filed somebody, and so they stop right there and get it taken care of. Right there. They don't let the game go until it's taken care of. And you see, the Holy Spirit of God is blowing the whistle this morning in some of our lives. He's saying, stop. Stop doing that. That, that's, that's, I can't fill your cup. And so he rules. He referees in our hearts. He blows the whistle. Why? Because he wants to give us peace. And then when he cleans our cups, the peace comes back and we feel this overflowing again, like we can be effective in ministry, like we can worship with, with, a, uh, you know, with all in all of his glory. And so I say to you this morning, if you're here and you've, you've not really experienced the peace of God, would you let him clean your cup with his precious blood this morning? First John 1, 7 says, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanseth us from all sin so our cups can run over. Don't neglect the referee's whistle because if you do, one day you won't hear it anymore. And that's a bad day. You always want to hear the whistle. Always. Every head bowed, every eye closed. With heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, I've just taken a few moments, just about 10 minutes max, But I believe that God would have for us, as we have for 25 years, to give an opportunity for those that may need to come and just take a place at the altar of God and just pray. And maybe you hear that whistle blowing this morning in your heart. Maybe you are experiencing this morning the Holy Spirit of God who says, I want to fill your cup, but there's some sin, and I just can't do it until you get, get it cleansed. If you need to come for a cleansing this morning, would you come to the altar and just 
find a place in just a moment.